Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to another episode of the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. My name is Chris. And I am Mike. We are certainly glad that you have decided to spend a few moments of your day listening to what sort of nonsense might come out of our mouths. Um, just like always, we come to you from the grand and spacious confines of Studio B here in the basement of B Ministries, Marion, Ohio, U.S. of A. Oh yeah, I would say bright and sunny downtown Marion, Ohio, but it is not. Well, I came in, I was pouring down rain. So. Oh, it's been all day. It's yeah. been nasty. Yep. Not good. Not good. Nasty, nasty. So if anyone would like to get a hold of us and perhaps share in our rainy, cold, springtime misery, by the way, there's a blizzard coming from Montana. Um, for, uh, you can reach us. Perhaps you find the easiest to talk to us on the book of faces. There at Facebook, you will find us at First Name Blind Reading, all one word. Last name for the blind. Apologies. Chris is from just Dean. I don't know why he decided to leave it on Dean. You know, I don't I'm not sort of a Dean setting, but I routinely turn it off. And then frequently at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, particularly after I turned it off for church, someone will try to reach me over an extended period of time, and they will assume that I am either dead, asleep, or rude, any of which of the three might be possible. <laughs> How rude of you to die. Yeah. <laughs> How rude of you to just go and die. I'm a thoughtless kind of person thinking only of myself. Oh, boy. Uh, so the other way you can get a hold of us, um, if you would like to not go through the Book of Faces, uh, is to go through uh, the email, which is blindpod at gmail.com what? I saw the look across his face like oh what is that email <laughs> blindpod at gmail.com that's b-l-i-n-d-p-o-d at gmail.com yeah. uh, okay so that's contacts that takes us into news Mr. Wilson why did you get a rim shot because well I have you watched the news lately I have that's why um news. Um, well, the Ukrainian army seems to be pushing back against the Russians, uh, particularly in the eastern city of Maripol or something like Marple. that. Marple. Marple. Miss Marple? Yes. Miss Not Marple. Maripol. Maripol. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they seem to be um, doing more than just holding their own. They're actually pushing the Russians back over the last few years. That's good. Uh, you know, the push that was made. Um, good for them. I just read all kinds of things. on your mind, Mr. Well, we usually go into sports news, uh, and so, uh, Rip Dwayne Haskins, yes, he was struck by a vehicle and is now dead at 24 years old. Yes. That man had a heck of an arm. Yes, he did. Sad to see it. Yep. And think that there were demons chewing on that boy that were just more than a little I'd also feel for members of the Pittsburgh Steelers particularly Mr. Trubisky. Yep. He was gracious enough to invite not only uh, the wide receivers and the ball handlers, but he was known for 
USFL? Well, first game's on, I think, the 16th. Okay. Well, we're following that this year. That's a thing. We've well, decided. Then, so uh, Then I need to, need to just pony up a little bit and figure out information about that, because I know at this point almost nothing. Uh, me either. <laughs> Other than that we are fans of a team from New Jersey. It is, it is sports. We have decided that we are, team, we, are, we are fans of a team that Bon Jovi owns in New Jersey. Uh-huh. I don't even remember. Are they the, the generals? generals? Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. The New, New Jersey, Jersey generals. That's okay. It. Exactly. It is competition. Terribly ugly uniforms. Yes. And I, I'm quite sure that this is about to be a farce. I believe so, but uh, it's going to be But it's going to be fun. It's, it's, it's farcical chaosity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of like stand-up comedy version of football, I believe, is what we're about it to see. It might be, but, you know, I saw the movie Replacements, and that was interesting. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Put, put Keanu in. Yeah. All right. Can't wait. That's news. <laughs> He's progressing. He's like a steamroller tonight. <laughs> I'm highly motivated. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> Apparently, I'm in puberty. Well, uh, no, that was my son. My son is hitting the beginning throws of oh, adolescence. Really? Oh, dear Lord. You need to pray for me, brother. How can you tell? Oh, oh. I, I thought my girls were bad when they hit. No. What were you like? Well, I was, uh, Hmm. Yeah, that's the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mm -hmm. know. Well, the difference, though, between he and I is that he is currently being raised in a loving Christian household. That's true. With biblical principles that's being true. in an open-door policy to talk to Dad about anything, whereas I did not. Right. I was not, and I did not. And I, so you did. And so I did, lots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I get you. Um, all right, so... You guys know that we uh, routinely will take a second and uh, throw some podcast plugs for some other podcasts because we, mm -hmm. we, we like other podcasts around here. I know I, I listen to podcasts just about all day long Indeed. while I'm at work. Um, I'm going to throw a couple out here. Um, a good friend of mine, Mr. Nick Eanes, uh, who I want to have on here at some point, um, uh, he has a podcast called Restoring Faith 
family and freedom. Um, so check that one out. He's mm-hmm. a good friend of mine. Good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geek with the Bible, mm-hmm. Mr. Aaron McCoy. He's, I, I do enjoy seeing what he comes up with. Um, listen to him a few times. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Aaron, not every single one. I don't. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that's, that's another one that I would like at some point, and he has offered. Um, to call in on the phone and, and, and do a podcast with us. Has he? Openly. Yes, I, yes, I, yes. I know that you and I had talked about trying right. to get on, but I didn't he's, know if that was the said, thing. yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Right on. Okay. So, so we need to do that. Um, the other one I enjoy, Church Stories with Shama and PD. It's not everybody's jam, but it's funny. Um, and then Dead Religion. Um, there's a guy that, uh, a hip-hop artist that played here a couple years ago uh, named David Gonzalez, also known as Davido. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing a podcast called Dead Religion. Interesting. Um, really good discussion. Good. Re- really, really good, like intense biblical discussion about uh, death of religion and about I think re- it, religious uh, things that... that I, I think religion should be deadified. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so there you go. Uh, check out some other... If, if you are of the outdoorsman type persuasion, there's a couple other ones I would recommend. The Meat Eater podcast is pretty good. Um, Bear Grease podcast is also pretty good. I love the names. Yeah. Uh, that's a couple that I've been listening to. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that means that it's time for... Fun Facts. Fun Facts. This this was a week when there was just so much that I kept running across. Really? That I wasn't really sure what it might be that would um, finally attract my attention. <laughs> Long enough for me to talk about it. All right. Um, I have been recently um, reading uh, some books that are um, set in the Middle Ages, like 11, 1200, 1300s. Sure. Um, and it's, I run across a lot of, um, a lot of things that are uh, similar to today's politics, but the thing that that most frequently has come up is this rubbing up against the Vikings and those of a Norse persuasion, mm-hmm. um, particularly um, uh, in, in Scotland. Um, a lot of these things are English-based. <laughs> I, have, I have all kinds of things, which I will not bore you with every little bit, but if you have an opportunity to look up some Viking names, they're really... Really, oh, yeah. really cool. Very you, descriptive. You know that's where we get the, the Bluetooth? Yeah. 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 The symbol for Bluetooth yeah. in, in the name Bluetooth. Yeah. yeah. There was a guy named the Wartooth. Mm. Which just makes you wonder how in the world did he get that name? Probably bit somebody's face I off in the middle sus- of a war. I would suspect. You know. <laughs> yeah. Gerhard the Berserker. That was his name. <laughs> yes. I that's like I love this cat. Yeah. Those were special warriors, by the oh, way. Oh, berserkers were crazy. Yeah. 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 They, well, they also went into battle high as kite, too. A lot of them did, yes. Like, like imagine, like, being incredibly hopped up on amphetamines and then go kill people. Yes. Yeah, that's what it was. Yes. <laughs> um, now, of course, Vikings, who we think of as being fierce and and violent, um, within their own culture, there was a means of um, uh, kind of a very creative solution to rivalries and disagreements. For sure. If two people ran into a conflict... They could publicly needle each other. Yep. In a thing called flighting, F L Y T I N G. 
and it was an opportunity for a Viking to show off his verbal prowess uh-huh. by poetically insulting someone else. Yeah, they were rap battling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like doing the dozens only with Vikings. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's I, I just thought there was so much fun in that and things that could be imagined. Yeah, for sure. Vikings invented battle rap. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. This to me was like huge <laughs> fun. Like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm looking at, you know, Harold the Wartooth and, and, and Gerhard the Berserker <laughs> going at it, you know, verbally. Your yeah. mother was a hamster and your <laughs> father, father smelled of, of elderberries. elderberries. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, this goes so... So there's a there's a there's a popular I know you don't care about video games but there's a popular uh, vi- really video don't. game out there uh, called Assassin's Creed that mm-hmm. that I I've enjoy heard of it. and it follows this line of assassins from like the ancient days of Egypt in through Jerusalem in through Italy and it progresses through the years in different cultures and the same group of its assassins mm-hmm. is fighting against the the Knights Templar mm-hmm. um, in the secret war that's going on right and so. The, the latest progression of the game is a Viking game. And so every oh, time they release cool. a new game, they sort of tweak the gameplay a little bit to yeah. fit whatever the cultural culture, area. Yeah. yeah. So the last one I played was called Origins, and it was in Egypt, and it was really, really, really awesome. Um, but the latest one is set in Viking culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called Valhalla. Mm-hmm. They want... Now, this is a company that prides itself on trying to be as historically accurate as possible oh, within cool. the gameplay. Right. Okay. So they set the game up, whereas normally most of these games are set up as a, um, where you, you play one character and you go run around and do missions and do stuff. Right. In this Viking one, they have it set up where there is portions of the gameplay that are like that, like normal, but there is a large portion mm-hmm. of the gameplay where you, there is massive battle play where mm-hmm. you are, leading an army Hmm. like a band of vikings you Hmm. go on raids and you have wars in the middle of the field and yeah men at arms type stuff or there archers involved everything anything and everything cool um and so but it is a feature in the game where you can do the battle rap thing it's it's a thing you can do in the game oh yeah. yeah 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 it's it's part of the thing yeah for sure. I love it. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Let me just throw out, before I turn this back over, I want to throw out two more names. Get after it. Because they are just so intriguing I love, to me. I love Viking stuff. Get after it. This guy's name is Thorir, T-H-O-R-I-R. Oh, okay. The Troll Burster. Oh, you know he... <laughs> you know that boy done whooped up on some trolls. I, be, I just... I, was there, you know, dwarf tossing and he was particularly good at it? Was there... I got I got to describe describe dwarf tossing and dwarf bowling to um, my pseudo granddaughter this morning. She looked at me like I was old and crazy, and then I pseudo granddaughter. Which one is that? Arabelle. Oh, okay. Not my blood. No, not Mar. That's true. But that's okay. I'm still granddad. And the other one that I wanted to mention here was Sigurd. Sigurd. S i g u r d. Sigurd? Sigurd. Sigurd? No, Sigurd. Sigurd? G-U-R-D. Ermagurd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sigurd. Snake in the eye. Snake in the eye. Snake in the eye. Well, you know how he got that name. <laughs> he so took cool. a snake to the eye. <laughs> Somebody in battle threw a snake One in, of those berserkers. Yeah. 
Or or he got bit in the eye by a snake. I don't know, but it's 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 so cool. It's, it's hey, just, let me introduce you to my buddy over here, Sigurd yes. Snake in the Eye. Yeah, Halif, the castrator of horses. Halif, Halif, H L I F, Halif, Halif, Sigurd the Stout, Fat Man in a Bathtub, Fat Man in Little Armor, Liot the Unwashed. <laughs> Are these actual Viking names? I'm hoping they are. It's right. off the we, interweb. We need to find a website where we can get our own Viking names. Trigvi the Pretender. He was from Akron. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that just gives you something to think about. It's just, oh. You know, names like Mike. That's so boring. <sighs> we have to get Viking names, Mike. I know. We shall. We have to. I just, yeah. We, okay, here we go. Listeners, both of you put your heads oh. together and come up with Viking names for Chris and myself. Do it. It's on you guys. Yeah. This is this is your assignment for the week. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a couple. Okay, please. A couple, two or three. They aren't as fun as uh, Viking stuff, but, you know. I'm, uh, the, I'm the guy with the snail conundrum. I had to make up for that. The first one, I will, uh, I will launch your way because you probably already know this. Uh, the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. Mm-hmm. It was apparently chosen because of its connection with dominance and chivalry, as well as purity and innocence in Celtic mythology. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about that. Well, let me provide you with a little more information about unicorns. I figure you would. Did you know that actually (laughs) Icelandic Norsemen had a thriving trade selling unicorn horns across Europe and the British Isles? I am not surprised by that. I would imagine that they were from a different animal. From a Norwal. Norwal, right? And they would... Cut the horn off a Norwalk uh-huh. and take it, take it to Scotland and go, hey, unicorn horn. Hey, <laughs> laddie, is it? Oh, I'd like three, please. Oh, give me a whole bunch. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, those people running around naked and painting themselves with blue paint. and Yes. Here you, hey, hey, y'all. Here's You want to buy a unicorn horn? <laughs> yeah, yeah for can, sure. You can paint it blue. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh... Venus is the only planet to spin clockwise. I did not know that. It Hmm. travels around the sun once every 225 Earth days, but Mm -hmm. it rotates clockwise once every 243 days. So the prevailing winds are from the east. Apparently. Huh. But do winds have anything to do with rotation? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I thought that was all magnetism. No, there's a lot to do with the Earth's rotation. Interesting. All right, then. Interesting. One last one, and you also probably already know this. I thought it was hilarious because I I was recently using this. I just want to pause for a moment. He thinks I am the font of useless knowledge. (laughs) 
I'm not saying he's wrong. But <laughs> I, well, I was thinking more like, you know how your grandma had that wicker basket that sat over on the corner of the counter that kind of held everything when you couldn't find it? It was in that basket? No. Well, that's what you are. <laughs> well, I think the last part of my Viking name is now the Wicker. <laughs> Whatever the first name is, oh, the Wicker. So, there's a TV show called The Witcher. <laughs> the Witcher kid called the Wicker. It's the me. bodger, the bodger and the wicker. <laughs> I carve things out of wood and you make wicker furniture. The hedgehog and the wicker. <laughs> Don't fear the wicker. <laughs> well, I went right to Blue Oyster Cove. <laughs> Don't fear the wicker. But when a summer rain. I got a fever. And the only cure is, is more cowbell. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Jesus, help us. Uh, all right. Here's my last fun fact. Ready? <gasps> nutmeg is a hallucinogen. I use a lot of nutmeg. Me too. I scrape it into food all the time. Well, I uh, I didn't used to. I recently have discovered the greatness of nutmeg. Uh -huh. Do you do it out the berries fresh? No, okay. I, I I just have the you yeah. know the little yeah. the, little jar and powder mm -hmm. yeah, uh, but I, the other day when I was texting you and talking about eating peaches and cottage cheese yes. to which you were revol revolted by the cottage cheese, um, I put uh, a, a smattering, a sprinkling a of a scintilla yes uh, uh, of some cinnamon and some nutmeg on the peaches, mm -hmm. and it was fantastic. Oh, yeah, that would be good. That might even make. God, jeez. Yeah. Palatable. <laughs> uh, it was very good. Uh, the spice contains myristicin, myristicin, M-Y-R-I-S-T-I-S, mm. no, I-C-I-N. Okay. A what? natural compound that has mind-altering effects if ingested in large doses. I wonder what large doses would be. Cause. I don't know because I, I, I don't. I've never tried to eat raw nutmeg, but I wonder how many containers we can down before it's filling the effects. I, what I was thinking <laughs> is, you go to the spice store and you get whole nutmeg and you just pouch it, just, oh. just a pin, just a pinch between your cheek and gum, <laughs> and you let it build up <laughs> like iocane powder. <laughs> I'm immune to nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard his spleen. Oh, God. Is, is your liver intact, sir? No. Iocane powder. <laughs> Spent the last 20 years building up an immunity. Oh, if you don't know what that is, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, you, have, you are watching the wrong kind of movies. Mm. No, it never go in against a Sicilian. <laughs> when death is on the line. Never get involved in a land war in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are you SS's? All right. That concludes fun facts, and it was indeed fun. It was more fun for you than anybody else, oh. which is the whole point anyway. Yeah, well, you almost died when I said wicker. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, Eric the wicker? <laughs> Mike the wicker. 
Hedgehog the Wicker. Hey, what's your middle name? Lee. Like every other serial killer in the world. <laughs> Lee Wicker. You think about it. My, Mike Lee Wicker. <laughs> <laughs> and his little dog cracking. <laughs> Which reminds me, Cracker Jack came out with a new product, <laughs> Cracker Jill. Hey, we should have talked about that in news. Yeah, too late now. <laughs> you okay over there? He's no, I am dying. I think there's a lung on the desk. I'm not oh, real sure. Oh, my goodness, man. You almost I, killed me. Okay. I'll try. Oh. I promise I'll do better next time. <laughs> So many things being bonging around in my head. It's really frightening. <laughs> you know, when you catch him when he's had enough sleep, or or it's that sweet spot between not enough and, and, and okay, boy, it's really fun. Quit staring at the bottle cap of your, you know, vitamin water there. Oh, boy. What? Triple X? <laughs> Zero sugar. Yeah, that's right. What's Acai that? blueberry pomegranate. That's my favorite. I'm happy for you. My wife likes the dragon flavor. Yeah. I drink water. Me too, but I can only handle so much before I'm like tapping out. I got to have some flavor. I know. That's why I do the ginger and lemon thing. I tried to do that. Okay. Well, I guess it's time for the topic. There is one. <laughs> All right. So last week. Let me reset myself after laughing hysterically. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so last week we, we sort of divulged into my life a little bit uh, and some of the stressful things that I've been kind of fighting around with. Mm -hmm. And um, we were talking about how to deal with, with stress and and uh, how would you put how we were talking in the last episode. If someone was listening to this and they didn't listen to the previous episode, I would recommend that you go listen to the previous episode. It's It's... I, I think that there is there's a place where everyone feels stress. Sure, yours was particular in a variety of ways. The thing that's that in our conversations, and I don't know if we mentioned this, is standing there in a blazing forest fire. We did asking God, "Am I standing next to the right burning tree, or do you need me to go over there and stand in that burning next to that burning tree?" Yes, that's that's the easiest way to describe it. The idea is, you're not asking for a way out, right? Um, and that sort of we briefly discussed basically what do you do in those situations and mm -hmm. the, uh, the obvious answer is give it to God right yes. you, you let him handle it whatever but there is a solution a solution a solution a solution to that works every time what is it what no a solution to what <laughs> uh, what to do with your stress ah okay and how to m manage, or I guess I should say not manage the stress. Right. So uh, so God's been kind of dealing with me on this for a while. And uh, I texted you like, I don't know, a half hour after we left out of here. Mm -hmm. And it, it was kind of crazy because like we left out of here and I was praying and I was like, I, I hope I didn't say anything outside of what I was supposed to and as I usually do and and God just kind of like out of nowhere I mean maybe maybe it wasn't God but I'm blaming him was just like here you go blah and all yeah. this stuff came flying into my head and I was like I have to tell Wilson right now or I'm gonna forget it mm -hmm. um and so 
the solution. Be grateful. There you go. What do you mean, just be grateful? <laughs> that's that's that, that for you know that borders on a church answer. To well, me. yes, uh, for everything, mm-hmm. including hardship. Why should I be? No, wait a minute. Why am I going to be happy for hardship? I thought that was a problem. Well, see, I, I sort of pulled a hoop to do because in saying the solution implies that the problem or what you perceive as the problem will be fixed. Mm-hmm. In reality, you are the one with the problem. How could you have a problem? Because the stress is an external force that's acting on you, isn't it? Uh, the yes. situation that's causing stress is an external force. Well, the, but the point of this whole conversation and exercise. Come on, bite. <laughs> <laughs> Your response to said mm. triggers uh, is the point. Um, where your eyes run to, where your heart runs to, where go. your emotions run to in those moments is the point. Mm-hmm. So I said something to you after our Wednesday night Bible study. I don't remember what it was. Oh, wait, I shared it. I shared it in the group chat. <laughs> go and go dig it up. I'm going right now. You just you just talk for a minute. Uh, yeah, so our Wednesday night Bible study was not necessarily on this topic, but it was kind of dancing around it. Mm-hmm. And so God kind of told me something in that Bible study, and I told Wilson so that I would have somebody else to remind me when we got here. Yes. What was it? It was peace is not the absence of chaos. Right. So, so many people... When they are in stressful situations, they pray for peace. Mm-hmm. We all have. We all do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and God will give you peace. In the storm mm-hmm. does not mean that he will take the storm away. Does not mean he will remove you, remove you from the forest fire. Does not mean Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not get to walk, were not withheld from the fire. Yes. He joined them in the fire. Yes. So, I guess as a, as a preemptive statement, I would just like to say that you need to understand that what we're about to discuss is kind of the ins and outs, I guess, of understanding that, uh, Peace is not the removal of the chaos, and that the point is for you to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Workman sent me a whole slew of notes about this topic, which I have not read. He just, you know, dropped them in here so I could keep up tonight with what he was going to do, uh, what we were going to do, and still are. But it, I just had this conversation in the last hour somebody okay about peace and our feelings and uh-huh. what are our feelings peace is not a feeling 
Okay. Events happen. Yep. That give us feelings. Uh-huh. Our response in those feelings is is the only place in all this that we have any say, any exercise of free will. The outcome of any event is going to be the glory of God. Every knee will bow. Yeah. Regardless. Yep. We can either be functioning in the spirit and our response can be, oh, I have that feeling. Okay, God, even though I have this feeling of fear, anxiousness, anger, whatever that feeling is, peace still operates. God's peace can still operate even in the presence of the feelings that we have. Absolutely. In spite of and using those. Yes. In fact, using those. Yeah, for sure. So many times God will use your inadequacy and your failure in your feelings to show somebody else his glory. Absolutely. Or to show you. A lot of times to show you. Right. Um, Okay. So I'm going to uh, sort of look down here. Now, this isn't going to be super structured because y'all know I can't do that. But this is just to keep me on this, from going down too many roads. If you forget, just drop it in the wicker basket and we'll continue on. <laughs> okay, so gratefulness and thankfulness, right? Mm-hmm. At a really basic beginner level is thankfulness for good stuff, for blessings, for provisions. Oh, absolutely. Um, think of it like your children... You give them candy, they're thankful for it, mm-hmm. right? If, well, I guess that would depend on your parenting skills. But generally speaking, you give children gifts, they are thankful for them. Yes. Uh, blessings, and we are thankful, right? So let's go over here real quick. Let me uh, pull up the proper appropriate tab on my phone. All right, let's go to the Bible, because we've said this a million times, Mm -hmm. that everything has to go through the truth filter. Mm -hmm. And I just want our listeners, all three of them, to know that uh, I am not just pulling this out of my ruckus. Okay. Rumpkus? Rumpke? I don't know. I was trying to think of any word that would... Berserker. That would mean what I wanted it to mean without being... uh, Vulgar. Yes. Of course. Uh, sandpaper. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> not there. Um, all right. Here we go. I'm going to read a couple of, uh, of scriptures, and they are not on your thing no. that I sent you. No. So, here we go. Exodus 15, 1 through 19. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel uh, his song of the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, and the horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, this is only showing me portions of these verses, and I don't like that because I like context. Uh, I'm going to click this link and then read it. Okay. <clears throat> uh. Wow, that's a lot. Okay, here we go. 
This is from, apparently, Expositions of Holy Scripture by Alexander McLaren. Okay. And the angel of God, which went before them, uh, the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them, and the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them, and it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these. Mm-hmm. So that one came not near the other all night. Here we go. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were dried up all... Uh, what? And the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Okay, so we know this story. The parting of the, the parting Red of the Red Sea and the children of Israel delivered <clears throat> from Egypt, <clears throat> right? <clears throat> and then the Egyptian army was chasing them through and they said, hey, they went through, let's go follow them. And then God drowned them all by bringing the waters back together. <clears throat> and what I was saying before, the scripture I was reading before uh, is in reference to Moses being thankful and the children of Israel being thankful for what God had done and been in victory, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, over and over and over and over again, the children of Israel, Moses was reminding the children of Israel to be thankful and grateful for the provision of God, for the uh, blessings that he had bestowed upon them, mm-hmm. for the deliverance that he had given them, for the land that he had promised them. Mm-hmm. And they were constantly grumbling and complaining, Mm -hmm. right? And so Moses was reminding them to be thankful for what God had given them. Mm -hmm. That is basic, dare I say, kid table at Thanksgiving level thankfulness. Absolutely. God has delivered you. Be thankful for it. Mm -hmm. God has given you food out of thin air. Be thankful for it. Mm -hmm. Right? God has delivered you from the most powerful force on the face of the earth. Be thankful for it. Mm -hmm. Duh. Okay? Now... If that's where you're at in your life, good for you. Not hating on you. But there is another place you can go. Everyone is somewhere, and everybody's got to start. I'm not. And there there is no finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying by saying that, well, that's just baby stuff. It is baby stuff, but everyone's got to go through it. Yes, and God loves you regardless of where you are. Just because you're baby stuff doesn't mean... That you're not going to heaven. Children have to learn how to crawl before they can walk. Yep. Got to learn how to walk before you can run. Yep. And if you've ever watched a baby try to do those out of order, it usually doesn't work out good. But it's fun. Right. And some of us have been dumb toddlers for a really long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At some point, though, uh, being thankful for the whatever being thankful for the car, thankful for the fiance, thankful for the wife, thankful for the house, thankful for the food, thankful for the job, thankful for all of these things. At some point you go, that's all well and good, but what about everything else? And there's sort of a graduating that happens. It's easy to be thankful for the candy because we love it. For sure. It's not as easy to be thankful 
for the liver. <laughs> and onions? And onions. If it's done right, I love it. I, well, I know, but... <laughs> or the Brussels sprouts. Again. I know. That's because I, <laughs> I have a mature palate. Oh, no, that's because a little kid would love to make the whole meal out of candy. Right. And be grateful for it. It yeah, would be yeah. the happiest day of their life until an hour and a half later uh-huh. when they're in the bathroom <laughs> doing whatever it is that must come from their body in order to purge the, 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 the horrific amounts of sugar <laughs> that they've ingested. Yep. When God gives us a piece of candy, we go, that is so cool. Thank you. I just thought that's so cool. But he hands us something that is not candy or that we think is not candy. He's, I don't want to get ahead, but I think I just did. <laughs> He's still trying to bless us yeah. and strengthen us. Uh-huh. And we're not grateful about that because we're fussing about what God is providing for us. Okay. So... <laughs> Sorry. So Moses, if you if you read the Old Testament, read about Moses and the children of Israel, constantly, constantly, constantly reminding the children of Israel to be thankful, to be grateful for the provision of God, mm-hmm. for the deliverance of God, for the protection of God, yada yada. Thankful for the right. Just remember that for the right. And again, at some point in your relationship, you don't want to spend your whole relationship with God stuck at the kids table being thankful for whatever's put in front of you which is not a bad thing and you should be don't don't lose what i'm saying here but at some point you need to go eat at the adult table you don't want to be a grown man sitting at the kids table it would look silly right and so here's what i'm talking about okay Let's, uh, okay, so things like pain, Mm -hmm. things like hard times, things like uh, when you are inadequate, Mm -hmm. things like when you are uh, unable or you have inabilities, be grateful for those times, Mm -hmm. be thankful that you are even allowed to be in the presence of God or sit at the adult table and still draw breath. Because regardless of where you're sitting, you're still part of the family. Ah, there it is. So you still get to eat. It's just like we were talking, I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, something we're talking about, uh, like, like my relationship with my kids, for instance. No matter what they do, they're still part of the family, right? Mm-hmm. But their relationship with me is going to change mm-hmm. based on their response to me and my presence. Mm-hmm. Same goes for you when it comes to your gratefulness and your thankfulness. And your when the Bible talks about transforming your heart and mind right it's not just talking about transform be transformed uh the renewing of your mind and not conforming to the pattern of the world right right and we were talking about this last week the pattern of our world is 
when we encounter stress, when we encounter emotional duress, when we encounter things that suck in our lives or that we perceive sucks, the world's answer is to run to the bottle, run to the pills, run to the therapist, run to uh, anything and everything that will alleviate the pain in order to help to, you escape. In order to mitigate our feelings uh-huh. about the event that's happening to us. Right. And so that's where this is coming from. What the point that I'm going to get to that I'm making is, like I said in the beginning of this, it's not about you getting out of it. You don't, God may not remove you. Mm-hmm from the pain. He may not remove you from the stress. He may not remove you from whatever thing hurts. He may just come and join you in the fire. Right. Okay. Because that's his point. Right. So let's read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. (laughs) You would do it without looking? No. <laughs> you think I trust my brain that far? Uh, we've all read this a million and one times, but I'm, I, and I'm not, by no means am I saying that I'm being like super cracked this open or anything. I just, I think God showed me a couple of things here that I had never noticed before, that I had never seen it this way. So you found the magic word? No. There is not one. Um, this isn't Harry Potter. Um, okay, so the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That means that he will provide for you. You not wanting doesn't mean you're not going to want anything. It means that he will provide all your needs. You will not be found wanting. New International Version says, I lack nothing. Right. And by the way, that is your perception. That is David's perception here. Mm -hmm. Okay? I am lacking nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Relaxing chill mm-hmm. he leads me beside still waters again chill also provision mm-hmm. he restores my soul that kind of speaks for itself he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake not for your sake for his sake even though here we go Okay, this is the, this is the, this is where the left turn happens, and I've read this a thousand and one times. Okay. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Mm-hmm. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's stop mm-hmm. for a second. Mm-hmm. No, let's. <laughs> Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Some translations say the darkest valley. Yes. Okay. The deepest, darkest time in your life, whatever that thing is that you are going through, even though. So here's here's the thing. Before I said Moses taught us how to be thankful for the. Mm-hmm. How about now David is showing us how to be grateful even though. You put your thing in there. Yeah. Right? Even though I just lost my job. Even though I just wrecked my car or my car broke down. Even though I have no money. Even though uh, I'm single. Even though whatever. Whatever your thing is. 
right? Even though I'm battling depression, depressive thoughts in my mind, even though my emotions are running rampant. Be grateful even though. Okay? <clears throat> even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, evil is not necessary. Well, in this case, I believe he's referring to any and all evil. Right? It could be. And, and possibly enemy soldiers. Uh, as he was... Faced with <laughs> a lot, multiple times. <laughs> yeah, people try to kill David all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So, this is a really interesting part. Your rod and your staff they comfort me, Mister Wilson. What is that in reference to? Well, that is a in, rod and a staff in re- in reference to um, an occupation that. David do very, very well, and that was that of being a shepherd. Right. It was necessary at times um, to use a stout stick, a rod, to pummel. <laughs> to whack the sheep. To, yes. Well, sometimes the sheep and sometimes those who were coming to kill the sheep. Or, yeah. A wolf or a uh-huh. lion or a bear uh-huh. or something that was there to do harm. To Correct. the flock. Uh-huh. Staff, I look at as more of a... Like a shepherd's hook type like deal? A, like a... A, sh- a, a guiding? Uh, yes. I was just... Sorry, I was looking for Shepherd staff. Okay. Ooh. Um, hmm. um, I, I picture that more of the, the shepherd's hook. Uh-huh. Shepherd's yep, crook. Yep, yep. And, 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 a, and a way to put that around the sheep and pull them back to safety, whether they'd fallen off a cliff... Mm-hmm. Or perhaps you've got your rod in one hand and your staff in the other, and you pull the sheep out of the way and then go after the wolf, the wolf mm-hmm. that is there to attack them. Right. So, so it would be very comforting, even though... Now, see, here's here. I'm going to drop this seed here and let it fester while we go through the rest of this. Your perception of what you are experiencing is the problem. Absolutely. Because the sheep, in the presence of the shepherd, knows that that rod is there to smack it. Mm-hmm. It knows that that's the rod of correction. Mm-hmm. However, the perception of David here, and he was a very accomplished shepherd from mm-hmm. birth, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> here he uses it as a point of comfort, mm-hmm. of knowing that, yeah, that's there to smack me and keep me in line, but it's also there for when I'm going through my darkest valley mm-hmm. and I'm in the presence of evil. I will not fear it mm-hmm. because the shepherd is standing right with me and he has the tools to defend me and rescue me. Mm-hmm. So your perception of your experience matters. Mm-hmm. I, I want to... I'm trying. There's a small rabbit hole, and I'm going to run to stick my head in it. I'm okay, to, and then I'm going to get out. Okay, that word staff, shabacha. Uh-huh. Okay, is and I just looked this up. I am not some intelligent person. Oh man, you could have had it right no, there. No, I just looked this up. <laughs> I pulled up my Hebrew interlinear. Is <laughs> translated in a variety of ways. Um, 
it is, yes, it is rod. It is um, uh, a dart, a staff. It is also a scepter. Could be translated as scepter. The marking of one in authority. Somebody in charge. Um, and, 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 and the rod part of this is specifically the rod of correction. There are a couple places, and I haven't looked at them because I just pulled this up. But if you really want to know, it's Strong's Hebrew 7626, so go look up that word. Um, it can also be translated as tribe and is in the Old Testament. My tribe uh-huh. is therefore to have authority, uh-huh. to protect, and to correct. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, so, here, I just wanted to drop that in there. Your perception of your experience. Yes. Matters, and it is the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> let me go back to my. Let me get out of this scripture thing. Go back to this. Make sure I didn't forget anything. You didn't right now. I didn't. Okay. So I'm. I'm on. I'm on point. Okay. Here we go. This. This part right here is something. Now. I'm not going to say that I am theologically correct in this. Oh come on! Because. It's highly possible I'm not, mm-hmm. but this is what I feel like God showed me, and if I'm wrong, y'all feel free to correct me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so look up that word enemies. Okay, since you got your. <clears throat> smarty pants book out my smarty pants book <clears throat> just to see if if I was right adversary uh-huh affliction mm-hmm. besiegement mm-hmm. distress enemy narrower oppress pangs which speaks to feelings. Uh, to be in trouble or to be vexed? I was right. God showed me correctly. Now, I don't have that. I'm sure glad he did the right thing. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I didn't, I don't have that. I didn't look anything up. I literally wrote these notes on my way home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, so, my note here that I wrote down says, it's time to eat. So he prepares a table for us in in the presence of our enemies. Time to eat. Can you sit and eat in the presence of your enemies or your inadequacy or your inabilities or your hardship or whatever thing you want to stick in there, your feelings, whatever? Can you sit down at that table and eat knowing that the shepherd with the rod and staff is also at that table? Mm Mm-hmm. And be grateful to have a seat at the table. Or are you unable to eat because you are so watchful of your enemies (laughs) over there? I got to keep my eye on them. I can't eat right now, God. I got to watch these guys. Yeah. I got to feel my way through this trouble. I have to understand why I am so inadequate. I will eat in a little bit. I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh Uh-huh. So... 
Okay. I know I go go there. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Do you sit at the table and look at all the things that are around you and yell at God at the other end of the table for allowing these people to sit here, Mm -hmm. for allowing these things in your life, for allowing you to experience these things? God, the whole world is on fire. This whole table is on fire right now, and you won't let me get up. Again, your perception of your experience is important here because instead of complaining about all the seats that are filled at the table with things you don't like and things that you are experiencing that are bad in your eyes, you should be grateful that you get to sit at that table. It says that God prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Specifically. God made your enemies serve you your entree. (laughs) You know how I know that? Because my cup overrunneth. The next verse Mm -hmm. in that, in Psalm 23, it says, God has prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil. That's a whole nother thing. Real quick, I'll throw it out here like this. Anointing, it's another throwback. It's not what you think it is. It's another throwback to a shepherd reference. Mm-hmm. Anointing comes from shepherds and sheep. They would anoint the, the, the heads of the sheep from biting flies. They would put cover their whole head, sometimes their whole body, mm-hmm. in oil, completely saturate to where it was just running and dripping everywhere to keep the flies from getting to them. It was a form of protection. Spiritually, later on in the Old Testament, uh, in the temple, it was a sign of priesthood and separation and set apart. See, they, they did it to the sheep because the sheep had a purpose and they were set apart to do a purpose so to protect them and keep them safe and perfect in order to fulfill their purpose, they had to be protected. Mm-hmm. That's what the anointing is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the rabbit hole. <clears throat> so, I almost went down it. Too. Yeah, you <laughs> anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, if you are at a table surrounded by your enemies, and that is your attitude, then you must know something that they don't. Mm-hmm. That they're there to serve you. They're there to feed you. You, God gave you a seat at the table. On purpose. You might not like the other seats at the table. You might not like the waiter. You might not like what's being served at the table. But God mm-hmm. gave it to you. God sat you there in the middle of your troubles. <clears throat> For what purpose? Why did he have to do it in the middle of your troubles? In the presence of your enemies. Do you recognize that the quote unquote enemies or whatever thing, again, that you want to plug into that spot, 
your feelings, your inadequacies, whatever, your money, your the fact that you don't have any, the your job situation, your spouse situation, whatever it is you want to throw in there. Do you see all these things, problems, quote unquote, as a sign that it's time to eat? What do you mean by it's time to eat? Did I really write that? Yes, you did. <laughs> God is about to use If you don't this. read it, I will. <laughs> God is about to use this environment to feed you. Uh-huh. To nourish you. Mm-hmm. To prepare you for the next thing, for mm-hmm. something else. Bet it looks like a bigger enemy, too. You think? Mm-hmm. And that whole anointing thing, by the way, was a form of preparation for those sheep and protection because they were set apart to fulfill a purpose. Do you know what that purpose was? Well, it, there was a reason they needed to be perfect and without blemish. Death, sacrifice. So they could be sacrificed. They were to be killed, but they had to be protected in order to be killed. Oh, let that sink in. Anyway. My last point that I have in my notes, and then I'll let you run rampant. Oh, no, there is no rampant <laughs> after this. We are going to go ahead. The last note that I have here says this. Because, hold on, I, I got to go back to the scripture. So, it says, my cup overflows. The significance of that, wine being poured into a cup. Biblical, biblically is usually used as a picture of the spirit filling you. You mm-hmm. are the cup or the vessel. The mm-hmm. wine is the mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fact that the cup overflows means that God just keeps pouring and keeps pouring and keeps pouring and keeps pouring. And you have so much that your cup or you can't even handle it. Yeah. And it comes bursting out and running all over the place. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You are at the table. In the presence of your crap, your inadequacy, your enemies, whatever. And God just keeps pouring and keeps pouring and keeps pouring and it's overflowing. Do you even know that? Do you even look at your cup? Have you even noticed that he's pouring? Or are you too busy there you go. looking at the other seats at the table? Yes. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me the day, all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Your perspective on your experience matters, and that is the problem. Instead of whining and complaining about all the quote-unquote enemies at the table or your problems or your feelings or the things that you perceive as being bad, instead of being in fear of those things, or in bondage to those things, focused on them. Instead of looking for ways to get rid of those things, because you think they shouldn't be there, how about you sit amongst them with your head high and say, it is well with my soul. Go ahead. You inhaled. You better speak or you're going to blow up. No, I was just inhaling because I was. I I cannot. I don't know how to say this. 
but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> Every time that we complain, we are expressing our feelings. Now, let me say it this way. Every time we complain, are we actually expressing our feelings about the inadequacy, our perception of the inadequacy of God's provision? Because God is either in control of everything or allowing everything, or he's not. And if he's not, you better get yourself ready for chaos because there is no God. He either is or he isn't. I, I am so ballistic trying not to be <laughs> about complaining and grumbling that I complain about complaining. <laughs> yes. It is so damaging to everything and every person around a complainer. It is. It, it will drag every person around you d to not see God because you're not looking at what God is providing and, and you think you know better. We, and we all do this. Don't, don't tell me you haven't gone through a day and not complained about something. Right, right. But I just, I just want, I want to be aware of why it is that suddenly I want to complain. I want to be aware of why I'm having a feeling, and am I letting that feeling overcome the peace of God? I know that's difficult because the peace of God surpasses understanding. That peace which guards, like a shepherd, our heart and our mind. Your understanding is that God had you sit down at a table and then put all these things you don't like at the table. Mm -hmm. Your understanding is that all the things at the table should not be there. Mm -hmm. Your understanding is that the things at the table are hurting you. Yeah. But we just read that God puts you there so he could overflow your cup. So you could eat right. and be filled. Right. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me the rest of my days. Really? You, what you are looking at matters. And it, Your understanding being surpassed is the point. Mm -hmm. The peace that surpasses my understanding mm -hmm. shall guard my heart and mind. The way you get your heart and mind guarded or the way that you get your head anointed with oil, as this scripture says, is to... What? Nothing. <laughs> is to have your understanding surpassed. You have to let go of what you think. Let go of your perception of good and bad, right and wrong, what you think should be and should not be. There you go. You know what I mean? It's... <laughs> And that last thing, so can you sit amongst all this stuff? Like I was saying, being in a forest fire and asking mm -hmm. God, am I next to the right tree, right? Can you sit amongst all this stuff and go, the only thing I'm concerned about is that I'm with God. See, the, the point of you sitting at the table with all these enemies, God's there too. It's yes. not just you and them. Yeah. God's at the other end of the table. Are you looking at him or are you looking around the table? Do you notice that your cup is overflowing because he hasn't stopped pouring into it yet? Mm -hmm. Or are you consumed by looking at the other things around the table and going, God, these shouldn't be here. I can't, I can't do this. You got to take these things away. You got to get these things out of here. I can't, I can't do it. What are you looking at? Mm -hmm. 
what is your perception doing right now? And what are your enemies looking at? Did God put them there so they could see you at peace, understanding that God's provision is for them to serve you? And they go, who's this God? Right. Remember, <laughs> you, could, you could next time be seated next at that table, being having God provide for them and you when they previously were your enemy. Just remember that he puts you in that situation to eat. Yes. He puts you there to eat. Okay. So it is well with my soul. It's a great song. Okay. It's an old hymn. Mm-hmm. There's a really cool story about how it came oh, about. Very cool. Um, so here, I'm going to read some of this song. Okay. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, Mr. Wilson, for the younger crowd, what's buffet mean? Toss back and forth. Okay. Through tri- uh, Though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ, yes, he has, he has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. By the way, regarded my helpless estate means that God looked at you and went, saw that you were helpless and gave his blood for your soul. Yep. And you say, well, I might be at that table and all this stuff is happening and all that stuff. That's all well and good. Okay, I might be able to get to where I can look at all these things that are sitting at the table with me and be like, I don't care about all those things and I'm with God and it's okay. But what about my own sin? What about my own stuff? I'm not adequate. Okay. My sin. Oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, every bit, every bit, all of it, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Your perception of what you are experiencing is the problem. Mm -hmm. You are at a table that God has prepared for you in the presence of some things that you might not like, that you might not enjoy going through. You might be going through it. You might have family members dying. You might have addiction that you're trying to fight through. You might have uh, all kinds of things sitting at the table. Can you sit there with your cup overrunning in the presence of all of that and Mm -hmm. say, it is well with my soul? And eat up. Mm-hmm. Because God is preparing you for something else. Or maybe for that moment, that's just where he wants you to be. So you will recognize him. Yep. <laughs> I, encourage, I encourage everybody to go look up the story behind It Is Well, the hymn. Yep. It's absolutely, yeah, if that doesn't make you leak a little bit yeah 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 okay i think i made my point i think so (laughs) man i'm tired you wore me out oh boy there is so much oh this could this this is like you could break this off into a million pieces oh yeah oh yeah um you know it does not if god is sending you someone 
someone that he's talking to you about, someone that he is wanting you to consider. Um, it is our job to put ourselves in God's provision so it is possible to find those people that he wants us to bless. That's why our cup runs over. So would you just go find somebody to bless your knuckleheads? Love you, bye.